And then from verse 1 to verse 3. Uh, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, Christ <coughs> perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hearts and of res resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. Ntikare tuleke okuogira kubigambo ebi orubiribili ebi ya kristu. Tuitidile okutuka mubukuru. Obuta teka omurundi kwa kubidi musinji. Kwe kwene nya ebi koro ebi fu. No kukiriza ebi katonda. Okuigiriza oro kubatiza. No kuteka ko emikono. No kuzukira kwa bafu. No musangu ugobuta guwao. E labwe tunakola wetu tiyo katonda vyana ya gara. Amen. Let's pray. Katusabe. Heavenly Father, Chitafomuguru. we are relying on you, Lord Jesus, Christ service. Uh, we shall be satisfied if you just speak one word to us. It will be more than a million words from a man. I pray that, Father, you get man out of the way. And speak to us in this service. service Granted, Heavenly Father, because we are waiting on you and we need your help. We commit everything in your hands in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, my title will be. Uh, fundamentals of Christianity. Omusinji ogobu kristai. Obebi tandikiruwako ebebu kristai. Anytime you read that scripture, anytime a preacher reads that scripture in the book of Hebrews, Bulimurundi gona omubuli ziruasomebia wandikiwebi okufamishita wachawe brania. Many people get the idea that he want to talk about uh, getting into perfection. Abantu abanja basingobunji bafunendoza anti yali ayagaloko gira kunti mukuyingira mukutukirira and now is going to preach a, a message that is uh, leaving behind the, the the fundamentals and then moving into the greater and the higher ntikaja abagendo okubulira obubaka obutalibwa musinjo ba ebyo bukristo ebitandikirwa kontikati agena kubulira ebintu ebyo obuziba ebyo kweyongera mbuziba mukatonda but as for me, I'm read, reading that scripture. Not talk about uh, moving into perfection and into the deeper things. But, but coming back to the fundamentals. Right? So I'm talking about the fundamentals. And the fundamental means it means principles word of the beginning. Right? That is the word of the beginning. 
Right? That is my message. I'm coming back to the beginning. Now, just before we go into the deeper things, before we go into the perfection, before we get to the high things of God, I want us to go back to the fundamentals. And then I talk about the fundamentals of Christianity. Because wanga, we may move up into the high things while we have not yet finished with the fundamentals. So we need to thoroughly finish with the fundamentals. We need to make sure every fundamental principle is with us. Then when we are living there, we have taken care of every principle of Christianity. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, uh, in the book of First Corinthians chapter three, Muba Corinso Echoka Esure Yokusatu. Uh, first Corinthians chapter three. Paul said, Paul Agamba. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Ntinanga Boruganda, signs of Wogana Mwengabo Muyo, Nayengabo Mubidi, Ngabana, Abawede Mukristu. All right, what is Paul saying? Paul Agamba Chiwano. As for you people, Elimabantumwe, I don't need to go into the spiritual. Depth. I have got to stay a little bit on the kind of things before I can take you into the spiritual. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. Now, before you go to meat, you must first of all finish with milk. There will be problems if you start feeding somebody who needs to be fed with milk with meat. You may think there is a problem with meat. But the problem is not with meat. Meat is alright. But the person who should be taking milk, you are giving him meat. And that's where the problem may come. So now in the service, you may be in the level of meat yourself. That's quite fine. Stay there and feed on the meat. But let us come down and get the people that are on the milk level and finish with them with the milk. Hallelujah. 
milk before we are through with the milk. You may discover the problem you are having with the people are having with meat could be because they have not finished the milk. Why are you having problem with meat? It could be you had not finished with milk. So let us finish with you with milk. And meat and meat will be very appropriate for you. Because you are in that level now. Hallelujah. In a short time that God gives me. This is a journey I won't take you backwards to. To the principles of Christianity. Now the children of Israel. When they went into the wilderness. When they went in the wilderness. They had perpetual problems. They had incurable troubles. Unsolvable problems. Unceasing habits. Right? Until there was no cure for their problem. They added finally to be destroyed. That was the only way of ending their problem by destroying them. Because they were not changing. Whatever level of the journey, it never solved their trouble. What was the problem? The problem, hallelujah, was the beginning. That's where the trouble was. They were not thoroughly put to the beginning properly. In other words, they were supposed to start with the right foot. But once they started with the wrong foot, there were trouble everywhere. And there was no way they could solve the problem. I tend to think some of the problems we are having is because the beginning has not been thoroughly finished with. Properly tackled. And then you can have a better springing point. As you move into the deeper things. Right? Why do people hate one another? Why do we have divisions? Why do we have groups? Why do we have tension? Why do we have people who don't pray? Why do we have trouble? You should address the problem of the fundamentals. 
Get the fundamentals. Hallelujah. Why do people believe very damnable heresies? And they are very comfortable with them. Why will people why will people never never grasp the word? No matter how far into the journey we go, they will never grasp the things of God. Take them back to the milk. Let them drink milk enough. Hallelujah! Mm. That's my little message this morning. Amen. Amen. Now, Kati. this is where we start now. We shall start from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Sorry, there's a lot of weed here. I can turn my Bible properly. At the same time, uh, I am not of your age. I am old. Uh, verse 24, 23. Let's start from verse to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man. And he placed at the east of the gate garden of Eden. Cherubims and a flaming sword. Which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now, Kati, in the Bible, uh, in the Genesis chapter uh, 2, God spoke to Adam. And he told him, You can eat any other tree in the garden of Eden. The but of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, thou shalt not eat. Of of it. It. And God said, The day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Not that you may die, but you shall surely die. Then, Adam ate the fruit. Adam Now what was the consequence? Kati ebiyavambi ebiyari ebiwa. 
The consequence was that Adam died. The word of God is true. God keeps whatever he says he will do. Adam died. And in the scripture we have read, Adam was expelled out of the garden of Eden. And then, at the gate of the garden of Eden, which is a type of heaven, God put the cherubim and a flaming fire, sword, flaming sword, to keep Adam from ever, ever, ever coming to the tree of life in the condition that he was in. Hallelujah! Adam could never go there. And by the way, brother Gideon, when you preached the sermon on the uh, of the uh, the restoration of the bright tree on television in, 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 in Kenya. I followed up with your message on the TV. And I was preaching about uh, the way that man can go back to that place. And I was preaching and hammering and saying, broke the word of God. And he was expelled out of the garden of Eden. Which is a type of heaven. How can anybody walk back there having broken the word? God is not confused. And I hammered on TV, I said. God spoke his word. Adam broke it. He was expelled out of heaven. How can you women who preach us? How can you walk back into, into the garden of Eden? Having broken the word of God. How can you have a false baptism? When God has already expressly said it is baptism, which means to bury. And then you sprinkle. And then you walk back into the garden of Eden. Nobody will walk back in the garden of Eden. Having broken one single word of God. That's why God has kept the cherubims. To do what? Anybody that has broken the word of God. Anybody that knows the word of God. Breaks the living He cannot walk back there. Hallelujah. That's why they are the flaming, flaming swords. To keep any man there. You cannot enter there. God expelled Adam. Out of the kind of Eden. For they broke his word. Now listen. The consequence of Adam breaking the word. Is that Adam died. And Adam, Adam could never access 
eternal life in that condition of breaking his word in the book of Romans chapter 5 and verse 15 Romans chapter 5 and verse 15 the Bible says but not as the offense so also is the free gift for if through the offense of one man many be dead much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace which is by one man Jesus Christ has many abode unto many Okay, by one man, Adam, Adam, he disobeyed the word of God. And because of that one man, we were all made dead. Ah. That are the generation of Adam. Adam. So you are dead. And shut away from eternal life. Are you hearing me? Now, by the obedience of another man, called second Adam. The Lord Jesus Christ. By his obedience and by the shedding of his blood through him we can walk back in the canon Hallelujah! Man. Now, Kati. the first fundamental thing that you must have it is to be sure that you have walked back there. Right? You have to walk back there. You see, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11 If the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you that spirit will quicken you are dead right so we have to have that spirit in us that will quicken our mortal bodies and then how does that spirit come in you Peter said it very clearly this is how the spirit comes in you number one repent number two be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins then the spirit comes and then you are free from your death Hallelujah. So, Kati, we must repent. To take up when in your. 
Brother Guandaru. Brother Guandaru. We repented a long time ago. And then we got to know the thunders. And the rainbows. And the seven seals. And the mystery of, of godliness. And now we know. Ah, uh, now we know the Antichrist. Okay. No problem. We should know them. But before we know them, have you repented? Could you be talking about thunders but you are not repenting? Could you be talking about the seven seals but you are not repenting? Right? Could you, could you be trying to split the, the mysteries? But that fundamental thing of repentance Thorough repentance has never come in your life. We must begin there. And it must be thoroughly. Thoroughly Hallelujah. For that is the only way. That heart can be at peace with God. Adam, God, Katonda, cannot deal with Adam. Adam. Right? Until Adam, Adam recognizes the, the blood that God gave him. God gave Adam the blood Adam to take him back to the Garden of Eden. Right? There is no way God can deal. God could never deal with Adam until through the blood. Is that clear? As long as Adam had not had the blood, God was not dealing with him. God will never deal with you until you have known the blood. That's where God begins to meet with man. Before you talk about the thunders, let us know whether you have begun with God. Have you been accepted by God? Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you by the blood? Let's get this quotation. Can you project that, brother? I wanted it to be with you all the time before I say it. You see God, you have to begin with God somewhere as an individual. Right? Something between you and God. Where you begin, where, where God begins to deal with you. You have a dealing with God. Hey, hallelujah. 
You are dealing with God. God was not dealing with Adam. Adam. God was not dealing with him. Are you hearing me? But he had to start somewhere where God was to deal with him. And every individual will have to begin there that God may deal with his life. What's it? So let me just get Now listen to this. This is what the prophet says here. Now the prophet says uh, <coughs> Look so you will misunderstand it. So not so you will not misunderstand it. In the garden of Eden, when man first sinned and he disassociated himself, cut himself off from God. Are you hearing me? Fellowship with God. Now he tried to make himself a religion. When man was cut off from God, for he was cut off from God, there was no association with God. What did man try to do? He tried to use a religion. And he could be using a religion the same way. You could be using the message as a religion to try to, to, try to have fellowship with God. Religion will not work. The message will not work. Right? To get a fellowship with God. Now he tried to make himself a religion. He sealed some leaves together to cover himself up. But his man made religion. Wouldn't work. And God made a decision of the offering of the blood. He killed some animals. Took the skins and covered them. And now was God's decision in the garden of Eden to save man and fellowship with man through the shed blood of the innocent being. And he has never changed. We will never be able to come to a place. Are you people getting me? We will never be able to come into a place where we say we all must be Lutheran. We all must be Catholic. We all must be this or that. But one place God meets man. And that is on the basis of the shed blood. Every one of us must have met God. A meeting with God. As an individual. Right? 
you have met God. To me, it's not a simple thing. It's a really fundamental thing for every individual. To have met God. And you know God. And God is dealing with you. And you can talk to God. As a familiar person to you. You have a familiarity with God. You know each other. Every one of us must begin there. That must be thoroughly established. Don't talk about your mother being the believer of the message. Don't talk about your family being the family of the message. It is you as an individual having met God and establishing him a relationship where you know each other. You and God you know each other. You can talk to each other. Sometimes you tell people uh, let us, every one of us, go before God. Talk to God. And some people, they just stand there. Just look around. And get a Bible. And start reading the Bible. Or get a message book. And start reading the message In other words, they have no word they can say to God. If God is your friend, how would you miss Fred words to talk to your friend? How do you get so dried up? You have no words. You can't talk. If I, if I told you to, to talk with your wife, can you lack what to speak? If I told you to speak with your friend, you have, friend, you have got what for your friend. This is because, this is because people have not established a closer and a a relationship with Christ. And that you know him. You can talk with him. Amen. Amen. You must begin there. That you know him. You meet him there. Right? All down through the history. Or Islam. Israel. Are we still there? Let me read from my now, okay. And but one place God meets man, and that on the basis of the shed blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son. It was so at the beginning. In Israel, man only, God only met man under the shed blood. God only met man. Only under the shed blood. The high priest representing the whole nation of Islam. He carried the blood to go and meet God. And the only basis of God and man meeting was by that shed blood. Hallelujah! Nowhere else. 
You must be there. You must meet God there. You must begin there. Wherever you are climbing, first of all, thoroughly meet God. Know Him. Sometimes you ask these young people, Are you saved? I'm a believer of the message. That's not the question. That means you don't know about salvation, you know about the message. Believing the message is what you know. You don't know Jesus. Sometimes we get very embarrassed. We are invited in some Pentecostal circles. Everybody is giving a testimony. I'm this and this. I'm saved. Jesus is my savior. And you come with your group. You tell them, okay, also, also. They have no words. You have to introduce. This is so and so. This is so and so. They are so and so. They are saved. They cannot say it for themselves. They have no fire for it. Nothing turning in them for Christ. This is where the problem is. You must know Him. And you know Him in the power of salvation. And you know the blood. You know the blood. Hallelujah. In the shed, in the, in the days of Job, only the shed blood. All down through the history, it has been shed blood. Because that was God's first recognition to man. Recognition. God recognizing you. It's through the blood. How to save him? The blood. You have to know the blood has washed me. That's why I have begun with God. That's how I know him. In the blood. My relationship with God is by the blood. Not by the message. By the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number two. This is what I'm calling the fundamentals of Christianity. You cannot go far without that. You can't go anywhere. Imagine you are a preacher. But you haven't done that. You are a deacon. You haven't done that. You are a wife of a deacon. But you haven't done that. You are a singer. You haven't done that. You are a musician. You haven't done that. Come on, what kind of musicians are we going to have? Maybe the problem we have with the musicians, the problem we have with singers, the problem we have with young men, the problem we have in the families. 
families of the message of the of the believers of the message is because they never spend time enough to thoroughly get under the blood and be reconciled to God. I'm going back there. I'm saying we must go back. It must be well done. Before we go anywhere. Hallelujah. Right. God meet man on one basis. Meeting man, meeting man. You meeting man, meeting God. God, God, meeting, God meeting with you. On one basis. That That's is under the shed blood. And that is the only place. He will ever meet you. God will not meet you in a church. I'm glad Brother Branham was talking that in 1964. He still felt it is necessary to say it. 1964, he was still saying it. And we need to say it. Hallelujah! God meets man on one basis. That is under the shed blood. And that is the only place you will ever meet him. Outside of that, you are just fighting the air. Hallelujah! Can you help me? And ask your neighbor. Have you met him there? Look at him in the face. Look at him in the face. He must answer positively this question. Have you met him there? I don't want to hear. I met the message in 1970. I met the message in I want to hear. I met Christ. And the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And I knew him. And he and I. We know each other. We can talk to each other. We can converse to each other. Hallelujah. Why? Why? Do people find it difficult to take their problem to Christ? Because Christ is a stranger to them. Christ If you know him as a friend, you will freely express your needs to him. Because you know him. When somebody has got problems, you go to a close friend. Jesus must be your close friend. You talk to him. You express your needs to him. Because at one time, you met him. And you got to know each other. Many people know the groups. Many people know the churches. Many people know the, the pastor. There's no problem. There's no problem. But before you know them, you must know Jesus. And his saving power. 
He met all the prophets everywhere under the shed blood. And that is the only way he will meet you tonight. Not as a Pentecostal, not as a believer of the message, not as a speckled bird tabernacle not a Bible faith restoration tabernacle member. He has to meet you. Hallelujah! As yourself. That's where he has to meet you. I want you to meet my Jesus. I want you to know my Jesus. I want to have a contact with him. Hallelujah! I want to see you walk with him as a friend. Hard in the heart. Hard in the heart. Hard in the heart. Now, let me tell you about one man. I could quote, I could quote. But let me explain. This man was called Red Head. Now, this man, uh, he was a scholar. And he told Brother Branham, uh, I have studied so much theology theology i have got doctors of divinity so many so many degrees nina degree and katonda and you don't brother banha i can plaster a wall with my degrees and he was a great man he was a, a baptist yarimu baptist and he was the chairman of the greatest uh, 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 missionary group called Sudan Mission. But he told Brother Abraham, one time, I met a Mohammedan. And we were discussing. And I told you people, you have no life. We Christians, we have got life. Baba Christian, fetuli no bulamu. He told him we have got more life. Na mugama fetu singo kuba no bulamu. Than you have. Okusinga mumunina. He said we. Na mugama fe. Your prophet is dead. Na biwa mwe ya fa. We. Na yefe. The Christians. Baba Christian, our Jesus is alive. Yesu wa fe mulamu. He said. Na mugama. The Mohammedan told him. Omusira muna mugama. You prove to me how he is alive. He said he lives in me. Then he told him, even me, Muhammad, lives in me. He told, he told your Jesus, told you that you do these things. You do them, I see. He could not. When he reached there, he changed the subject. 
It was just a scholars. Degree after degree. Education after education. But the reality of that God was not with him. A Mohammedan shut his mouth. Then he came from Abraham. He gave him the story. Then he told him, I changed the subject. Then he said, Brother Branham, what is this with Pentecostal? Kicking the chairs, breaking the chairs, and the, and the tables. Is there anything, anything about that? He said, yes, it is real. Yes, Brother Branham. Can I receive it? He said, oh, yes. He said, where? He knelt down here. He received the Holy Ghost there. Hallelujah. When he received the Holy Ghost, it was that, that, that kind of he was looking for the Mohammedan. God had become now real. And he went out and he was preaching with his signs and wonders following him. This is the reality. That every individual must have. Degrees could not help him. Degrees of divinity could not work. But it is when he personally met God face to face. In the Holy and God became real. God must become real. To Hallelujah. They are changing God. Uh, and uh, okay. But he will meet us under the shed blood of, of his son. Jesus Christ. Christ. And that alone. That's the only place that he will meet us. They are changing God. He never changes his way of doing things. His characteristic proof that he doesn't change. Amen. Amen. Himself. He never deals with groups. Can somebody say amen? He never deals with what? He never deals with the groups. Alright. Some great, you say, our great organization. God will ignore it. He deals with an individual. One person. Because you are just an individual yourself. There is no to. Uh, because you are just as an individual, yourself. There's no two noses alike. No two thumb 
thumbprint. You are individual. And God is with you as an individual. Hallelujah. God has to meet you. You have to meet God. Face to face. And you know him very well. Praise the name of the Lord. That's where God meets man. Now, in other words, you must have been to the altar. And you stayed there enough for something to happen in your life. Next. Right? For something to take place in your life. Number three. Hallelujah. These are the fundamentals that we must not forget. As we talk about others, as we climb higher and higher, these fundamentals must not be forgotten. We must be sure that we have thoroughly finished in that stage hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord I think today what we need is more old-fashioned. God called ministers. Maybe not with much education. But we will bring the people down to an altar. And there, agonize. At the altar, what are you doing at the altar? You agonize. Not with a joy and laughing. And popping chewing gum. And put their name on a paper. No. But rather, an old crying out. Right? And a dying out. Until men and women have thoroughly repent for their sins and come close to God. Hallelujah! Preachers, old-fashioned, raw preachers, they may not have no education, 
But they are able to bring people to the altar where those people agonize. Cry. Hallelujah. Until they are thoroughly repentant. They have repented from their sins. And that they have come closer to God Almighty. That's what we need. Before we go very far, that's the place we need to be. At that altar. Hallelujah. Now, I tell you, we got this is what we got. We got raise up your heart. Who want to accept Christ? All like that. That's alright. But brother, that don't expel sin. How many want to be saved? Okay. Close your eyes. Repeat this after me. Jesus. Yes. Come to you. Yeah. And now you turn. Now you are saved. Amen. Amen. That does not expel sin. What expels sin? An old fashioned preacher. Takes the people to the altar. And they stay there. And make sure that they thoroughly, thoroughly repent. Right? They cry. Until they are connected with God. And sin is thoroughly repented. And out of their lives. Then from there, we can begin going up now. After that is already done. You have got to repent first. Get right. Get down there. And really cry out. Right? I can remember the times when the old-fashioned people would walk down through the aisles. And up and down the roads. Crying. Talking to their neighbors. That was Christians. That telling about the, the things of the Lord. And today, we put our name on the church book and say a word about it and concern. That's a problem. That's a problem. Are we together, church? Is this what we need? Is this what we need? Do you believe this is what we need? This is where we begin. Before we go anywhere, let us begin it like that. Every one of us.
Praise the name of the Lord. Next one, 59. This is where we have, these are the fundamentals that we should not forget. Before we go anywhere else, this is where we go to begin. And then when we have begun there, wherever we will go, things will be fine. There will be no problem because we have a thorough foundation. Amen. We have somewhere where we are standing on. Glory to God. Amen. One of the reasons why I'm preaching this is because I preach this in a church. And our church has changed since then. If it doesn't work here, if it does not work here, it has worked very well in my church. In our church, the church attendance on weekdays after this message the attendance doubled until sometimes we almost lack seats how many are from Nairobi here is that the truth is that the truth ok if it doesn't work here it has worked in my church. We have an all-night prayer meeting every Friday. Since I preach this message, it is normally packed overnight. Since that time, we have so many testimonies of people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The message took away the hindrances. People repented thoroughly. And they had faith to receive the Holy Ghost. And they had faith to receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. To me it's a very simple message. But to me, this is what we need right down there. So if it doesn't work here, I am preaching because it has worked. Amen. So you must know the altar. Just go down. Go down a bit. Up to around C, paragraph C of 18. There. Oh, I know you get you get her from the altar. Cry. Are you listening? 
Oh, I know you get up from the altar. Mani ositrobo kultari yo. Crying. Gokaba. And The squealing. And sobering. Gokaba. When you get to the altar, ogena kultari. Because you come from there. Ositrobo kufao. Eh? Crying. Gokaba. And behold. And squealing. And slobbering. But. It brings life. Hallelujah. Amen. What does that bring? Life. It takes the starch out. There is a lot of starch around. And for that starch to get out, let us have a trip to the altar. Sincerely in our hearts. And stay there on the altar. Until we cry out our wrongs and the And the starch is out. And then we get life. Hallelujah. Amen. It makes you something that you ought to be. It takes all the world. Amen. We have been trying to, to preach out the world. And the world is not going. Some people are still the arsenal and the and new. And they are still in the church. Some people, believers, are still addicted to their phones. Day and night, day and night. Day and night, day and night. We try to preach it out. It's not going. Some are still on the WhatsApp. In the wrong places, in the wrong sites. Right? And it's not going out. Let them get back to the altar. Stay there until the world dies out. Hallelujah! Mm. The church will be out. There will be life in the church. And people, and people will lose the taste of the things of the world. And the word of God will be so appetizing to them. Hallelujah! How many times do you use the, the message that is in your phone? How many times do you read it? Really? But those other sites, the Facebook, Facebook, WhatsApp, that is a material that you feed your heart with. We have hammered that one. It's not going. What is the solution? 
The people ought to go to the altar. Cry out there in the altar. When they do that, it takes all the world and the stiff neck out of you. Right? And today, we just walk up and say, I take Jesus for my responsibility. Savior. That will never take the place of the new birth. When men and women come to the altar and forget where they are. Hallelujah! Oh, I take Jesus as my Savior. I take Jesus as my Savior. It will never help. It will never take their place. Where women and men they come to the altar and they pray and forget who is around them. Hey! Until they lose conscious of who is around them. They lose the conscious who is who is seeing them? But today, we want to pray. We don't want to pray a lot. Because the children are here. We don't want to pray a lot. I'm a teacher. And some of my, people, my, my students are here. I don't want to shout a lot. I have a boyfriend here. I may shout my boyfriend away. I may cry my boyfriend away. I may shout, I may shout my girlfriend away. I may shout. The Holy Ghost may come on me. And I fall. And the people, when people are naked to see who is that, my girlfriend looks and sees I'm the one who is the girlfriend. We are so conscious of that. But we need to come to the altar. You stay there until you forget who is around you. You lose the conscious. You see only yourself and Jesus. Something will happen. Something will take place in your life. Hallelujah. Man. That's where we need it. Until they really die out and are born again. Are you still here? All night prayer meetings and the power of the Holy get back into the church again. That is what we need today. It's a good old time Saint Paul's in life. Hallelujah! Old time Saint Paul's of revival. All night prayer meetings. 
These are the principles of the Christianity. But we must go back to. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost preached back in the power. Powerful revival. And what else? The Bible Holy Ghost. No Priest back in the power. Yet in the simplicity. Of preaching that is in the power of the resurrection. Did you hear me? What kind of a Holy Ghost are we going to preach? The Bible Holy Ghost. The Bible Holy Ghost. In Kenya, in Kenya, I want to listen. The majority of Kenyans, believers, believers, they believe that you receive the Holy Ghost when you receive the Word. They say. If you sit in a church and you are hearing the word and you say amen, you receive an, an installment of the Holy Ghost. Then you come again, listen again to the word, and as you listen to the word, you get another installment. Then you come again, and so on and so on, until one day, you'll be full. So, the whole church has the Holy Ghost. Now, Another preacher went somewhere from Nairobi. And he went in the rural areas. And he preached that to the people in the rural areas. And he, and he, and he was saying, It is useless to seek the Holy Ghost. You cannot get it. Because it's not there. It's not there. You are wasting your time. Now, Kati, that is, I don't know what. We are here talking about preaching about the Holy Ghost. The Bible Holy Ghost. I don't know what that Holy Ghost is. But of course, it's not the Bible Holy Ghost. Right? The Bible says. They were in one place. Right? Mm. On a particular day. Which, which day? The day of Pentecost. And suddenly. Not, not, not installment. Suddenly. All at once. The Holy Ghost came and filled them. Hallelujah! And they came out. Never furumayo. Staggering under the power of the Holy Ghost. That is the Bible Holy Ghost. Now, Kati, if you could ask Peter, Singo, why you swallow kuza petero? Peter, petero. Did you see the Holy Ghost? Omemu tukufu wa mufuna. Yes. Ajakamba we wa ona mufuna. When? D. When? D. In the upper room. 
Right in the upper room. When? When? On the day of Pentecost. How? Come rushing like a mighty wheat. And a God field. These Nairobi people. These Nairobi people. Ask them. You see the Holy Ghost? Yes. Yeah. When? The well, just somewhere here in between. Wow, wow, wow. Where? Well, just somewhere. Yeah, Get the Bible Holy Ghost. And in the way they received in the Bible. Hallelujah. My next message will be putting forth the branch. I'm preempting my, my message that I will preach next. Putting forth the branch. And I have got one question. During the tree, during the tree of the day of the of the temple, well, that is a tree that God planted. They received the Holy Ghost. According to that tree, right on the day of Pentecost, received the Holy Ghost. Right, spoke in tongues. I'm asking Musa. If that tree produces another branch, can it produce? Can it produce? People sitting down in the church, receiving the Holy Ghost. If that tree puts a branch, it will be another day of Pentecost. The same way. Unless it is a, a, a grafted tree. <laughs> if it is a grafted branch, it will bring something different. But this day, we are looking forward for another branch. It will be the same. It cannot change. The Lord willing, I'll be preaching that in my next meeting. But look at it. It is a power. Priest back. The great apostle Paul said, I come to you not with the word of wisdom, that your faith would be built upon in the wisdom of men. But I can't preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. That your faith would be built upon the Holy Spirit. The church needs that today. And when we substitute 
other things and get classy. And starchy, and stiff. We are losing the very sacred. And our locks are being shaved off. Just like God was shaved off. Samson Oh, hallelujah! That's the thing that we need today. Praise be to God. That is the first fundamental. That one we must have. Hallelujah. That's what we need. It's a very important fundamental. Now, after you repent, then you are baptized. Why are you baptized? Baptism does not take away sin. But you are baptized for a pure conscience. That's what the Bible says. After you are baptized, you have to receive the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. You have to receive the Holy Ghost. Are you here with me? In the book of 1 Samuel. First Samuel chapter 10. Samuel chapter 10. From verse 6. The Bible says. And the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. And thou shalt prophesy with them. And shall be turned into another man. And let it be. When these signs are come upon thee. That thou do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. That, that was a prophecy to Saul. Saul. And verse 10. And when they, they came thither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him. And the Spirit of God came upon him. And he prophesied among them. Now, and it came to pass, when all that knew him before, so that, behold, he prophesied among the prophets, then the people said one to another, What is this? That is come upon the son of Kish. It is also among the prophets. And one of the same, one of the same place answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb. Is so also among the prophets. Hallelujah. What happened to Saul? Saul. 
He was just an ordinary man. He was not even looking for the Holy Ghost. He was not even going to church. He was looking for his father's donkey. But he met a prophet. You know, there's somebody in the business of donkeys. And while he was in that, he met a prophet and told him it will come to pass as you continue down this road you are going to meet prophet and this and this will happen you see what happened Saul received the Holy Ghost Saul he met God and he did something he had never done he had never prophesied but so prophesied. He prophesied in such a manner that he prophesied like the other prophet. And he said, Has thou become also among the prophets? Saul was transformed. He became a changed man. When you receive the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost changes you. You become another man. You become a proverb. Hallelujah. You become a proverb. We want the whole the Holy Ghost, the changing of the Holy Ghost changing power in our life. We must get to that foundation. Amen. We must go get to that to that foundation. That fundamental thing. The Holy Ghost that changes. Transforms the people. Let me tell you. Now the Holy is not hard to receive the Holy Ghost. These days we don't tarry for the Holy Ghost. There was a tarry. Brother Bram said on the day of Pentecost they were turning for the Holy Ghost because they were waiting for the day of Pentecost their life. So they could not receive the Holy Ghost before the day of Pentecost. They had to tarry. There are many people who use that quote to say we don't pray for the Holy Ghost today. You don't seek for the Holy Ghost. But Brother Bam said, He said, Tare does not mean to pray. No. Tare does not mean to pray. They had to wait for the day to come. Now the Holy Ghost has been poured and has been around for more than 2,000 years. The Holy Ghost is now here. You can receive the Holy Ghost in a moment. You can receive the Holy Ghost now. You can receive the Holy Ghost in these meetings. The Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. Now, you see how is it is? See how is it is? Here is a Baptist scholar. Red heat, he comes to Brother Branham. Red heat, Nigeria, Brother Branham. 
Can you go home with the Holy Ghost? Is it possible? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You need the Holy Ghost. Now, one time, Brother Barnum was talking with somebody who was, who was his critic. He had called him the, the, the chief of the Soothsayers. He got him the chief of them. He was so critical. He was a Methodist. He was a Methodist. There. Then, later this man, uh, he heard Brother Branham and he saw what was happening with Brother Branham. He saw his meetings. And he told Brother Branham, I am a dean of students. In a theological college. Can you come there and speak to us? He said, I will. So, Brabham went there. He met, he met the dean with the students. And they told him, Brother Branham, we want the Holy Ghost. And he asked him, no. What about the students? He said, he even asked him what the Holy Then he asked them, what will the Lutheran church say? Because this is an institution of the Lutheran. If they hear you are receiving the Holy Ghost, what will they say? He said, we don't care. The student also say, I don't care about what we want is the Holy Ghost. Now they were in a room. So Brother Bram told them, remove the chairs. And they removed the chairs. Then he told them, face the wall. And told them, start praying. And Brother Bram came laying his arms. Do you know how many received the Holy Ghost? Oh, Seventy-two students. But student in received the Holy Ghost. Together with their dean. The Holy Ghost is here. You can receive the Holy Ghost. Now. You can receive the Holy Ghost in this convention. It's a very important, important. Fundamental principle. We believe in the Holy Ghost. The Bible Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when you receive the Holy Ghost, and you are a believer, you must attend church. Church is a fundamental practice of every believer. Alright? I'm avoiding uh, a lot of quotation, but listen. Brabham said, It is a sin to work on Sunday. Unless they are very, very unavoidable circumstances. Which the Bible calls a donkey has fallen in the pit. But most of us we push the donkey into the hole. And then we claim we have the donkey and then we get to the business of pulling the donkey out. While you are the one who pushed it in the, in the pit. We must, every Christian, must honor the day of resurrection. When Jesus rose from the dead and he saved us, and you must go to church. Some of you Africans, you are so African that on Sunday morning, when you receive visitors, you choose to attend to the visitors and you forfeit church. You are sinning. You must go to church. Right? Some of you believers, your uncle comes, uncle he comes from Barara, just when you are about to go to church, so my uncle has come. And you know he is the one who educated me. When my, ma my father died, my uncle took over. And now, I can't go to church. You carry your uncle with you to church. Because it's a very important factor for the believer. Because your pastor has a sermon. And he wanted to hear. You need to be there. You need to be at the post of your duty. Saying amen to his message. Hallelujah! And doing something in the church. Now, sometimes on Sunday, you have appointments with people. We shall meet. After the service, we shall meet. I always say in my church, it is illegal to engage with some businesses on Sunday. Because you know what you do. Because you set up the service. 
you keep harassing the preacher with your eyes or you you intimidate him with your eyes to close the service because you have some business to go and do. If it is Sunday, Sunday, it is a day to worship. Don't hurry up the preacher. You keep on looking at the watch. You keep on looking at the watch and you harass the preacher. No! Sunday is for God's business. Hallelujah! If the pastor wants to finish the sermon, he can give you a break and tell you to come back again and continue because it's a Sunday. On Sunday, I don't keep time. I don't. You make commitment on Sunday at your own risk. But you are not going to hurry me up. But on the weekday fellowship, fellowship is a week. I am always on the dot. Because you go to work tomorrow. But on Sunday, no. No. Hallelujah! Mm. If they are wicked fellowship, wicked fellowship, or fellowship is Don't go home. Togenda waka. Go to church. Gena kukanisa. Go to the fellowship. Gena okungane. Yes. Gena okungane. Togenda wakango vakumurimu. I always admire Brother Gideon's church. Burijone go manye kanisa Brother Gideon. There are two churches I admire. On the question of the wicked. Kunsonga. A day. Yes, uh, Brother Gideon speckled by Tabanako. The church, I think, is always more than half. Almost three and when the service is, and then Gideon preaches, past eight. When is the latest that you go? The latest, when you go. Nine. He goes up to nine. In Nairobi, in Nairobi, if I reach eight thirty, I may go home without a job. They may suck me as a pastor. Not only that. They will harass you with your eyes. It's, a, it's as if they are saying, Pastor, Musumba, be merciful to me. Please stop. Why should it be like that? Another church is my church in Akuru. About 90% of the people come for the fellowship. So you can pursue a good subject. 
Kati percent of the people will get the message. It's a good Christian practice as believers. It's good He's good to the fellowship. Amen. The other fundamental thing is prayer. Kusaba. Prayer. Kusaba. Why are you as a Christian you don't pray? I told you I'm just talking about simple things. Simple. Prayer. How much do you pray? Now, you know, uh, go to number six. Number six. I want to give you this quote. I want to hear what the prophet says about what prayer does and how important uh, prayer becomes when we know that. Hallelujah. Now, listen to this. Now, what Abraham said about uh, what prayer did in Jesus. Now listen. That's where that life come out of. The animal. Alright. Uh, not the, the animal. Or the animal. Or not the animal. But out of the son of God. Coming back. Witnessing to your heart. That he has accepted your faith in glory. And you have got to get well. So sikuva munsolo wabula obulamu okuva mwana wakatonda ekikakasanti akiriza okukiriza kwo. Okay, just previous of this chapter. Ah, ongesure no tinaba. Now listen now. This is where muulirize. I'm targeting. Now previous of this chapter. Kati sure no ngatinaba. We find one place there. Tusanga wechipo chimu. Where the Son of God spends so much time in prayer. Right? Jesus, the Son of God, spends so much time in prayer. Now listen. And if Jesus had spent much time in prayer to stay in fellowship with the spirit that was in him how much more do you and I have prayer in prayer why did Jesus spend so much time in prayer to stay in fellowship with the spirit that was in him. How much more do you and I have to spend in prayer? In the son of man did that. Let me tell you. There are so many things that ought to happen in our midst. But because of lack of prayer, they have not happened. Do you believe God answers prayer? Okay. How can He answer when you have not prayed? How? How can He answer? 
Even if, even if it were a man, if I just, if I just got into my pocket and pulled out my money and told Brother Banza, Brother Banza, what is sent? I'm sure Banza will look at me. What are you talking about? You are giving me money. What for? Zachi. He will think my money is a speech. It's a trap. Because Kubanga, I, he has not asked for it. How can God just go out dropping things in your, in your house? Things you have not asked for. God wants you to pray. That's why he said the harvest is truly ripe and the laborers are few. He did not say I'm going to supply them. No, no, no. He, he said pray, You need to pray. We need to be a church that prays. A lot of prayers. Hallelujah. It's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle of a Christian. It's a lifestyle of the church. To, to pray. Amen. Now, there are so many times that Jesus left his disciples. Yes, and he would go on the mountains. For example, in the book of Luke chapter 6. In the Luke, Luke chapter 6. And verse 12. The Bible says. And it came to pass in those days. That he went out into a mountain to pray. And continued all night in Continued all night. Hallelujah. Mm. We need to be people that pray. Munabera Bantu Abasaba. Glory be to God. Your prayers. Prayers that can touch heaven. Prayers that can touch God. Prayers that can you see, in Luke chapter 6, verse 12, Jesus spent the whole night. So what was he having? What we call Kesha. 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 Jesus was having a Kesha. In the mountains. Do you know there are believers who don't believe in Kesha? It's their doctrine. They don't believe that. They say, Brother Branham prayed for them. Brother Branham prayed to receive the message. So why should we pray? And we got the message. 
Abraham was praying so that he can get the message. So why should we pray? And he gave us the message. That's not scriptural. That's not the Bible. We need to be pray to be people who pray. Hallelujah! A lot of prayers. Again. We need to have all night prayer meeting. Jesus. Yes. Had all night prayers. Another place in the book of Matthew chapter 14. And verse 23. He said. And when he had sent his multitude away. He went up into a mountain apart to pray, and when the evening was come, he was there alone. Intibo yamara okusibule bibina narinya kurusozi yeka okusaba obude bwa wungira yariyobomu. Luke chapter five. Luke esuleyo kutano. And verse sixteen. Oluni lokumi nomokaga. There was a lot of prayer by Jesus. Yesu yasaba anganyo. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Jesus had all night prayer meeting. Are you hearing me? I want to say. This is something that is not with the believers. And we must go back to it. All night prayer meetings. Why? Why? Because the prophet kept on saying. Where are the all night prayer meetings? That used to be there. Where are they? In quote. I want, I want to see this, this quotation. Uh, Number, number seven. Number seven. Glory be to God. I'm just reminding you the things of Christianity that we should not forget. And if you have forgotten them, we need to go back to them. They could be the reason why things are not doing working the way they ought to be. Because we have forsaken them. Hallelujah. That could be the reason. Let your life and your ways be different from now onwards. Talk to God. Talk to him about it. Tell him I will change. Tell him I will be different. It won't be the same again. It will be a different kind of a life. These fundamentals, they affect the big things. They affect the major things. When they are not done. Amen. God bless you as you continue to talk to God.